This is Reply Show Tango and Daydreaming About Dragons, a tabletop role-playing game podcast in which I talk about techniques that work for me that are inspired by either play at the table or by media. And today we're not going to talk about play and media, but we will talk about that stuff a bit. But really what we're going to be doing is replying to things that folks have sent in to me. It can be an email, it can be a tweet, it can be a series of tweets, it can be a blog post, it can be an mp3, it can be your own podcast. I'd love to hear from you and I would love to reply to you and I would love to put a link to your work. Drop me a line. Let me know what you're thinking. Let me know what's happening at your table and if any of this jars any inspiration loose. I would love to hear from you. Today happens to be Dev and Rob, two old and dear friends who I've known for years, but that just is the way things shook out. I've got a lot of responses, some from who, some some of whom are from gaming acquaintances. Some of them are from people I don't know at all. I don't even know their real names, and that's cool. It's all good. It doesn't have you don't have to be an old friend. You don't have to know me for a dozen years in order to get on this thing. It just so happened that Dev and Rob's responses fit today. There will be more. I had overwhelming response, and it's been really lovely, and but overwhelming in a good way, and in that I'm I'm filled with joy. So I don't mean that I'm overwhelmed. Uh, your responses have been really amazing, and I love hearing from you. So, thank you. Let's get to some replies, shall we? Hey, Judd. This is Dev. I just want to say thank you for your podcast. I've been listening for a while, and just found it really inspiring. I thought I was going to go on a hiatus of playing, but while listening, it made me realize I really wanted to get back into running and improving the craft of running games. And I got to the other weekend running a one-shot for some of my neighbors, which is a really great experience. So um, all of all the questions and techniques you're talking about, it's been really great. And uh, also just mention the game we were playing. It's Offworlders. It's a World of Dungeons hack that take into sort of the sci-fi of the sort of traveler and stars without number. And it was just a really good fit for the kind of game I like to run. Uh, so just want to mention that. And uh, thanks again. I had one co question from the game I ran. Um, put in a different message so you could fit it, in, it based on if you had time. Uh, what do you like to do in terms of techniques when there's a difference of opinion with the characters on what to do? I uh, find I sometimes get stuck with especially the kind of spaceship RPG where the crew kind of all gets to talk and decide about what to do next. And once you realize there's a, a kind of a disagreement, what are the best ways to go forward? And I had some ideas, but I'd just like to hear some general uh, techniques that you find useful. Dev, it is lovely to hear from you. Uh, Anyone who doesn't know, Dev is part of the, is half of the Sweet Potato Press game design team, the Emmy nominated team that created Companion's Tale. Uh, I'll have a link to Sweet Potato Press in the show notes. Go get Companion's Tale. It's a really interesting game where, where you go back and forth between world building and character building and, and character playing, and it's really amazing. Uh, really a lot of fun. Uh, if you like world building with your friends, check it out. If you like drawing on maps, check it out. Making maps with your friends, again, check it out. Dev, let's get to what you're, what you're saying here. Uh, I, I'm flattered and honored. I'm glad that you're listening. Uh, and I'm thrilled that it is inspiring you to play. 
that is fantastic. Uh, Offworlders looks really neat. I've, I've seen it around, and I will also have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, let's get to your question about disagreements. Uh, I think it's a really interesting one. And I've got three, three ways around it. Let's see how it goes. All right. Way number one. So you can just step out of character. Everybody step out of character and say, hey, we've got a disagreement. What looks like the most fun to you? You know, because sometimes one way will be like a wet blanket way and another way will be, you know, a more dangerous, exciting way. And it's really clear. And we can just talk about it as humans and, and step out of our shoes for a bit. Okay, that's one. Uh, and of course, that's if, you know, the I word immersion is not a huge priority. Okay, another way. Uh, you can go to the system. Does, what, what is, does the system give you tools, right? Can you just have a, a, a versus charisma role and see who wins? Before we do that, we have to figure out, and I know you know this, Dev, but I'm just going to say everything real basic and out loud because I'm kind of thinking to myself, and, and it's a podcast. If I keep it to myself, it, then no one hears it. So, you know, if it's D&D, then it's like a versus charisma role, but we've got to make sure that uh, the players are cool with losing that. They're, they're willing to stand by what the dice say at that point. So we've got to make sure that this isn't just a game breaker, right? Uh, so it depends really about what the disagreement is about and how in-game and how out-of-game it is. Uh, if it's going to make the game not fun for somebody, then we've got to find another way around. All right, I've got a third way. And I think this one's interesting, and it's definitely inspired by Band of Blades play. The other thing you can do is you can set up, like for example, we're in a starship, right? We can set something up so that everyone in the starship is responsible for different types of decisions. And we go by those no matter what they are. So if it is a mercantile decision, the uh, ship's accountant makes those decisions. If it is a conflict decision, then the captain makes those decisions, you know, because we're in a fight. You've got to have someone who, who's got a wartime experience. If it is a diplomatic experience, you know, uh, decision, then we go by the, the Jedi priest, right? So you can divvy up different types of decision-making and have p different characters in charge of those things. And that way it's, it's kind of clear. And if there's something that's a middle ground, you, you all decide together. I think the important thing with all this stuff is to make sure that the in-game and the out-of-game is parsed really clearly, right? If, if, if I'm on a starship and, and the crew I'm with is like, hey, listen, we're going to start running slaves, I've got a problem with that, right? Judd doesn't really want to play that game. So I might say, hey, I tap out. Like, if that's where you guys want to go with the game, then okay, then I'm going to you know, be on my merry way. I just don't want to play that game. I don't want to play that kind of evil. I'm not going to play a, a, a crew member on a slave ship. It's not happening. So I think it's just making sure that those kinds of conflicts aren't intense and real life. Uh, and that's about it. So let's just to, just to kind of bullet point them, um, step out of character and decide what's most fun. Uh, I think... With all of these, stepping out of character a bit is, is, is important when there's a disagreement. Uh, you're going to have to do it to some degree or another. Uh, the other, uh, until trust is really built, right? Right. 
the second way is to go to the, go to the system. Do you have a dual of wits mechanic? Do you have a, a versus role? And making sure that the players are cool with however that shakes out. And then the third way is to divvy up responsibilities so that everyone on the ship can makes different decisions at different times. And, and, and making sure that those decisions are interesting to the player whose character has it. Right? Cool. Thanks, Dev. That's an amazing question, and I appreciate it. Uh, those kinds of crew dynamics can be really fun, and, and I, I would love to hear more about your game. Uh, what, what's the ship called? What kind of ship are they on? Can't wait to hear about it. And it's great to hear from you. Uh, fair disclosure, Dev is a dear friend and was uh, our neighbor when we were living in Queens. And we have shared countless brunches. And I, I, I miss you and Laura very much, Dev. And uh, thank you. It was nice to hear your voice. Thank you very much. All right. On to the next. Just a heads up that... The, for the next two Saturdays, uh, August 31st and September 7th, uh, in the evening, so around 9 o'clock, I will be playing uh, our Blue Coats Blades in the Dark game, in which I get together with Strash and Lauren, and we uh, go through an investigative game. It's live-streamed, and it's, a, it's a, like a, about a dozen people tend to be around in the chat which is cool because it means that it's an active chat and I can, I can read just about every chat that comes through. And there's a nice bit of interaction and it's a really nice friendly vibe. And if you would like to come and join us, I would love to see you there. I'll have a link to the actual play Twitch stream channel and you can, uh, you can subscribe to it and, uh, or just like hit the notifications button. You don't have to full on subscribe, but it'd be great if you did. And uh, that way you can find out that it'll, you'll get an email reminder when, uh, when, when, the, when anyone is, is streaming on actual play. And it will be uh, the next two Saturdays, August 31st and September 7th. And I look forward to seeing you there. The, the, the current case is really dope. Uh, it's called the Unity case. And they're going after a spy. And they, who, they're going after the spy assassin who ended the Unity War with, by assassinating the king and the queen. And they don't know why she's doing it. And I'm, I'm bringing a heavy Killing Eve vibe to the whole thing. It's really fun. Uh, as always, the investigators are in a bit over their heads. And I'm loving it. I can't wait. There's a twist coming that's so delicious. I can't wait to spring it on them. And I hope you're there when I, when I do. All right? Looking forward to seeing you. Hey, uh, an old friend, Rob Bowl has a reply to episode 31, uh, intros and montages, the actual play segment, when he says, and he says, when I start a game, I usually ask, how do you start your day most of the time? I think this is either in the rules of shock social science fiction or Joshua's practice, and I picked it up. So much so, it's in my next game. I also gave people a list of other opening questions they could try. Most of the time, how do you start your day? What activity do you spend the most time doing in a day? What is usually the highlight of your day? What daily tasks do you most dread having to perform? And I'll have a link to Rob's endeavors. I, I, I think what he's talking about is Demi-Humans, which is a game I help play test, and, and it's worth checking out. So I'll have a link to that. Uh, that's good stuff, Rob. I love starting with like, hey, what's an average day? Uh, another option that I, I threw out there at a game, and it didn't quite work out this way, but it, it was fun, is uh, I, I you know how James Bond movies start, where you're where you're looking at the last 
bit of a previous mission, and Hellboy did this a bit too, where you're starting on a you know the 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 Loch Ness monster case, but you see him you know bringing Dracula in towards the end, and that's not a real example, but it's just you know a possible Hellboy example. So I, I that, that's another option is be like, hey, you know, how is your other case ending? Um, and I've done that with Dungeon World too, where where they were getting ready to go on a module, and I said, hey, you know, you you guys just got out of the uh, tomb of the Iron Lich. How did that go for you? You know, what, what did you what did you lose or what did you gain or you know, let, let's make a roll and see how that went. Did you lose something? Did you find something? And and just seeing how the last adventure went, as if this was you know something in a larger game. Getting back to what you're saying, yes, and I'll have a link to. To, uh, to your current endeavors, Rob, uh, and game design, and I also have a link to Joshua's Patreon. Uh, shock social science fiction was definitely a, a seminal game for me, and, and it was a game that me and Jonike played a lot, and uh, I love it, and there's a lot to learn from it. And starting you know, an average day is a great way to start because it starts really mundane, and then you as the GM can come in with the antagonist and smash it. And that's how it worked in Shock. And it's a great way to go, you know? It, it, it's a fun way to, to kick the game off and, and get an idea of who this character is and what an average day is, which is really fun. Uh, another thing that happened in a Blades in the Dark game recently is we saw uh, John Harper was playing a spirit warden who was coming to kind of uh, support the investigative team. And what we saw is him conducting a training for new uh, Spirit Warden recruit, recruits. And I think that might be another thing to do is like, hey, what are you so good at that you can teach? And who do you teach? And that way you can have that character teaching, you know, teaching an apprentice, teaching, uh, tutoring a student who, who is wealthy enough to, to pay for you know, a little sword tutoring or a little magic tutoring or a little genetic engineering tutoring or whatever it is. I think that could be really fun too, is seeing characters teach or seeing characters learn. You know, are you taking any classes? Are you, are you, are you being tutored by anyone? Who do you learn from? Uh, and, and I think the, the, the teaching learning cycle is something that is not tapped into enough. I, I only see it come out in a tangible way in my Burning Wheel games, and I would love to see it come out more. So, yeah, good stuff, Rob. Thank you. It was very, it was an inspiring jolt, and I appreciate it, and thank you for listening. And good luck with uh, your development process in Demi-Humans. I, I hope it's going well. All right, let's get to the outro, folks. Thank you for listening to Reply Show Tango. This was a, a daydreaming about dragons reply show. Uh, it comes out midweek, and when I get replies, uh, this is what I do, uh, making it more of a conversation and less of a pulpit. Uh, if you would like to support this show, you can go to the Support This Show button. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. You can purchase my book, The Dictionary of Moo, which is also in the show notes. Or you can tweet at me, email me. Uh, my email is judd.karlman at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet at me. My, my Twitter link is also in the show notes. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear if, what the show is bringing out in your head, what's going on at your table, what techniques are working for you. I'd love to hear from you. And... Thank you for listening. I hope you can 
if you're I'm in the Northeast, so I can feel just a little bit of crisp autumn in the air. I'm in a college town, so the students are back and, and the vibe is changing. Summer is fading away. So get on your short, tight denim shorts one more time. I know I will. And uh, work it one last time for the summer. And then let's get ready for some sweaters and some hot cocoa and uh, maybe a little cider or pumpkin spice if that's your thing. I love autumn. It's my favorite. And it is on its way. See you on the other side of it. All right. See you Sunday.